We've it's got a beautiful a day. It was supposed to rain today and it's now beautiful sunshine, so I'm happy about that. I wouldn't say that we've got up early to do the podcast, but we're doing it early so we can get out. Yeah. Like but we had a good run in the sun yesterday. That was yeah, good. Yeah, I've got some good sort of like random sunburn stripes on me right now. You've got your right arm sunburn and your left top, top ankle. Strip, uh, yeah, like a what? strip at the top. Because I slightly sunburned my arm a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago. And then... Where I wore a shorter T-shirt ye- uh, yesterday or the day before, which meant there was like a stripe of white skin <laughs> that got sunburnt. And then there was two stripes at the bottom of my legs where I obviously had socks on and my leggings and the little strip of skin <laughs> that was out in the sun. Oh, is that how it got? Oh, <laughs> I right. So. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know how else I got these random, like perfectly formed stripes at the bottom of my feet, legs. Are you just going to be on the sun lounge all day today? I don't know. I just want. I might make um, some more bread. Oh yeah, man. I've been making some bread, which I used to make bread, but uh, like busy life, busy work, to sort of stop me from being able to do it. So, um, well, not no. That's a lie. I could do it. I just never found the time or energy to do it. But obviously, because we're trying not to go to the shops as much, and we ordered. I ordered like a gigantic. I think we said I think a few weeks doing it ago. I, I, was I ordered a cracker bacon. Gigantic bag of flour, which have fi- finally arrived. So, you know, bake to your heart's content. I man. think everybody's doing it, and was like, "Let okay, let's let's just learn how to make bread." Yeah, because uh, it was my mum's birthday, so I might make him a lo- like a nice loaf and some like jam or something. Oh, and drop that around later on. Yeah, yeah. That is a not very and thoughtful and like gift, Hannah Montana. And not and also, obviously, a safe social distance, of course. Yeah, I'll have to re-bake the bread so there's no coronavirus. Oh, what I'll it. do is I'll <laughs> bake it and then I'll put gloves on. I won't touch it. I'm pretty sure it's fine. I'm pretty sure I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been a couple of weeks since I went to the shop, so I think I'm coronavirus-free right now. Maybe you're going to start feeling ill later on. Maybe don't be, say that. Maybe you'll be dead by Friday. That, oh. Friday's a long way away. That's each really day, mean. each day That's is a really is mean a con- thing to say. But it's uh, well, I didn't mean it to be mean. I was just yeah, being it's like factual. Two, two weeks tomorrow, I, I, went might to, be. I went out into the shops, so oh, that was the Christ. last like real contact I had with anybody outside of the house. You so. might be fucked. I'm not. You might be. I'm out of it. It's neat. It's one more day, and then I'm done. I'm good. Until, and we, until we go to the shops again. Until I have to go to the shops, and I think it's your turn next time. I'll go. Yes, the shops. I'll go. I'll do some Corona handshakes, some Corona hand fi- fives. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with those, it's like it's everywhere. Everyone's going the same. Then we talk about it again. It's difficult not to. Is when it, well, is this what's happening in the world? You yeah. can't really help it. It's like fucking Donald Trump telling people to inject. Oh yeah, yeah. Got uh, the, uh, you know disinfectant into their veins. I mean, come was he on. taking a piss? I do You can't take a piss. People can't take this, a piss. You can't take a piss. Whatever you do, don't take a piss. A piss um, during this pandemic. You can't take. You take can't the take piss, the piss take about that piss. shit sort of, sort of shit, especially in his kind of position. In a conference like that, it's not a joke. Look, you we can't, you'd expect you, us to people, say inject yourself listen, with. People listen to him and will do stupid stuff like that. I mean, honestly, like if you, I mean, if you're injecting <laughs> disinfectant into your veins, I mean, I'm not really sure, like what kind of brain you've got, but there will, like, there will be people who do I that. A the hydroxychloroquine re- thing. People have been like 
overdosing on that in America because of what Donald, Donald Trump has been saying. So he's a bit reckless as the he's president so of America. It's a bit reckless as a, as any leader like, saying that. Like if some crazy this like this might Robert be controversial. Character said it. You'd be like, mate, what? But I honestly like think Checked I try and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But that guy is really not. He, there's nothing more he can do that will that makes me think. Oh well, maybe he's okay. He's really not like <laughs> he's really. You're getting so political. He's out. really proved that he can't he can't deal with a really bad situation. That's you know, it's most of America now. All the like people that listen that are in America that are Donald Trump supporters, they're like, "Fuck that girl. Who's that English girl? <laughs> I d- she I did know what say, she's talking about." I gave, I gave him the benefit of the doubt in the beginning. Yeah, but you can't tell people to inject stuff into like. He didn't say inject it. it. He said, "Is that something we can look at? Maybe is that something <laughs> we can do? Get it inside the body, you know? Bleach." Oh God. <laughs> Uh, uh, I reckon he's taking a piss, but they ha- but they, they've. I was reading this morning that they had to um, like the big kind of disinfectant brands have had to put massive disclaimers out saying, "Please do not do this." I don't think people are going to be injecting into the. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. We they won't. Hope not. They won't until you get here on the news. Someone injected their bleach, and people eat Tide Pods on for for YouTube. What was YouTube. all that about? Remember that? It was, it was like a. It was a trend that was going around on YouTube, like eating tight like to get views basically like people do stupid shit to get views so what what they were what? eating like chemicals chemicals killing themselves <laughs> were they dying yeah people, people were dying kids died doing it or like really seriously ah, in, the injured their insides by doing it because yeah. it's got bleach and well it's like as you your kidney's gonna deal with that filter this it's like freaking hell like you understand a stu- uh, like a little that's what he said stupid then no a little baby, like, grabbing at stuff because they don't know what it is. But, like, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids who know exactly what they're doing. Eating, eating the, all of the detergent. detergents. <laughs> like, what? Yes. Maybe the world's just going to get a little bit that lighter and it takes them type of people out. Well, exactly, yeah. Maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> Shout-outs this week. Uh, Lorraine O'Donnell-Brown. Wow. You sound like you're from Ireland. Maybe. Maybe she is. Maybe is she's just, not. Is that it? Tim Evans, oh. and uh, and Penny White. I I didn't Ooh, really. Penny go. White. She sounds like a Beatles album. <laughs> Does it? Penny White. Yeah. Penny White. Is Penny Lane and the White Album. Do you like the Beatles? Yeah, uh, some of it. They are timeless. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. I like. It's one of those things you think. Oh, what should we listen to? That everyone will like. Yeah, Black Sabbath. Are. Yeah, I like Black. Yeah, I don't listen to Black Sabbath that much, but I, I will listen to that. You don't yeah. listen to Black Sabbath. What do you do with them? Just like look at them then. No, well, I, that, that, I said Black that Sabbath. much. <laughs> um, but I will. I would. I would. You know. Have yeah, Beatles listen. are timeless. They're Beatles, great. Yeah, I love the Beatles. Um, but you know what? I, I'm not very good at naming their songs. Like uh, I don't uh, know how Black many. Blackbirds, <coughs> anyone I can think of, because well, you've been trying to do that on the guitar. No, it's not. It's like um, they've got su- a massive amount of. Like uh, songs, it's incredible when you actually look yeah. through the back. You're like, what? And it's the same kind of for me. It's the same. I want to know that one and that one. It's the same for David Bowie. Like I, David Bowie, just listen to nothing, uh, nothing, chalala, higgle, hoggle, hoggle. We, like, I just used to listen to the like greatest hits albums growing up. So like, I just would listen to all the really good ones. Yeah, so I can't say that like, I would specifically know like what song goes on what album. No, like, I'm shit with song names. But I, <clears throat> I do know I like the greatest hits album that's on my yeah, phone. 
And like that's because they're the, his greatest hits, <laughs> and that's why they're on one album. That's yeah. why people like. But that's the thing. It's like everyone's favorite. It's all in that's perfect. Yeah, but you do sometimes come across albums where, or like bands that have released a single or whatever, and it that and it was a B side, and you're like, that was a B side. That's good enough to be a fucking number one. What are you doing having that as a B side? Maniacs. Maniacs. Uh social media shit we've done. If you want to, oh no, no did we, we didn't. Do, go on, you do that. Um, Robots Fries <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook. Um. If you want to win some extra good stuff, give us a review, send us a screenshot, DM it, email it, robotsrise at gmail.com. Um, we still have everybody who's won. they got all your we names do a tic- We want to start a TikTok, but like, I'm trying to think of what actually we would do on Anything it. Anything we like. Because like, c- TikTok's just like really dumb stuff, isn't it? Like silly like dances. Then and just do that. Yeah, so we might, do it. we might start a TikTok, you never know. I might come get my hair cut today. It's getting a bit long. You know, I was going for like the Tom. Tom's the, uh, got like a mushroom. I was going well, for Tom. I can only Tom describe Hanks. as a mushroom head right yeah, now. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Because he's yeah. got like sort of a blob of hair on top of his head. Well, I went for the. Fu- I was going to go full beard, full hair, You're grow out through hot. quarantine. And but the thing is, I'm worried that people are going to start, you know, like stuff me in the street, thinking I'm Jesus because I'm getting a bit Jesusy. Or just you're going to get hot. It's like getting Jermaine, summertime I'm always fucking now. hot. Look at me, scorching me. <laughs> scorching. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're gonna get like you're gonna. Go, I'm too hot with all this hair, so. Yep, yeah, that's true. Maybe I can. Uh, we'll do something. Give it a go. Give you, I want to give you like a shave sides and then leave it longer on the top. Are you trying to make me look like the Tiger King? No, that's a mullet. He's got a mullet. Which is what shaved oh, on the side and like, longer on the top. No, like all round sides. If short, you look at Tiger King now, yeah, that's exactly that, what no, the Tiger. No, he's got long hair at the back, long long hair. Oh yeah, but that's what that's I've got a mullet. You gotta like, you gotta grow your hair out the back in order to get a mullet. That can be arranged. I could give you a mullet. I could just shave the sides of your head and leave the back long. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Enough of that. But, but give get, give us your opinions on what I should do. Yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as you hear this. It might be too late by then, I might have already done it. I might have already done it, but... Should we get on with the pod? Yeah. of ice in it and vodka and it's only half past nine in the morning and now i have a brain freeze red pill or blue pill oh is it simulation theory <laughs> oh god <laughs> no what do you mean no what do you mean no that boggles my mind it's like is that too much for a sunday morning yeah it is it's far too much that's <laughs> what i wanted it yesterday but we got to do it on sunday morning well it this said is gonna be the weather said it was going to be shit today so i thought it would be better to do it in the shit weather and it's still beautiful outside so oh doesn't well. matter we do it so, so red pill or blue pill if you could know, if there I was can't a truth, remember which one it was red's with. going down fucking the rabbit hole. Oh, I don't know. I'm probably really like sad and take the blue pill and just be like blissfully unaware of what. And continue going living on. in the con- pandemic. Continue. <clears throat> well, <laughs> all right. What is reality then? It's all about perspective, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm spec. I have speculative thoughts about. Uh, well, we'll go through simulation it. theory. Well, obviously, everybody does. No one knows, but it's it's. Um, 
I suppose it's a theory that's put forward uh, that has, you know, footings and foundations in actual science that people, no, f- physicists and scientists, are looking into seriously. We'll get through it as we go through. But it's all about perspective. We've got a different perspective to, uh, I don't know, let's just say a butterfly. Uh, we both live in the same reality, but, you know, a butterfly is not going to conceive space and time, is it? No. It can't do that. And we're confident about our perception, humans, as a whole. But maybe there's a higher perspective that we can't conceive, like how a butterfly can't conceive space and time. Yeah. Would you say there's something... An ant can't perceive space and time. What was that, sorry? An ant. Exactly, yeah, an ant. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe what I'm trying to get to the point is like, it's easy for us to look at lesser evolved animals or lesser, let's say, sentient creatures and think that they haven't got... Uh, uh, a perspective like us we p- kind of put ourselves on like a um, a throne but how do we know that there's not you know levels above us levels above us that you know they they look down on us and go you don't know what the fuck's going all the way down maybe yeah I mean so you've heard a tree the people say like you know if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one around to hear it does it actually make a sound yeah Are you I mean, sure yeah because it doesn't ju- it d- the sound is waves and if it doesn't it still makes those waves it still makes that that sound even if there's no one there to hear it okay but the sound the actual pressure wave that's all sound isn't it? it's just vibrations and pressure waves through the air the sound doesn't necessarily exist in that pressure wave it's only when the pressure wave hits your eardrum and your eardrum your brain then translates that into a sound in your brain so if your eardrum's not there or your brain isn't there to interpret the pressure wave is there actually a sound there or is it just a pressure wave moving through the air well, they're fine. It's a pre- it's, it's it's still it's still making something. It's not just You're just making a, sh- a pressure wave. Uh, yeah, but okay, fine. It doesn't make a sound if there's no. So but it then there's make always a sound? yeah, but there's gonna always be a something there to hear it. Maybe. So yeah. Maybe there's, there's okay. Al- well, in this in our scenario in the Earth, there's always gonna be a some kind of animal around that will hear that. So yeah. All right. Okay. Let's just say. Uh, what about let's um, a planet that has a, a, a highly poisonous atmosphere. Well, let's say, let's say Mars. As far as we know, Mars doesn't have any living creatures on it. Yeah, it has an atmosphere, so pressure waves will be able to will be able to traveling. They'll be able to move around if you like bang things together. So you'll be able to hear. So if something something hits Mars and creates a pressure wave, does it make a sound then? Because there's nothing alive to hear it. Yeah, but then you're talking about a different situation then, because you're not talking about Earth. What I'm saying is. It's, it all comes down to something called the observer effect, which we're going to get into. But our perception of reality is completely different. Like the rainbow, for instance. Rainbows um, are visible for, to humans because they, uh, they they make that, you know, the band, the prism of light, refracted light across the colour spectrum, but it's only the visible light spectrum. So for us, we look at it and go, isn't that nice? But there's other animals that see, like, say, reptiles and insects. They see in, like, infrared and ultraviolet. The rainbow to them is completely different. It has extra additional bands to it. So does that mean that their perception of, of reality doesn't exist because we can't see it? No. So it is a real thing. Everyone's yeah, perception yeah, of reality of course, is completely like, well, different. I think light, the light spectrum is slightly different, an example, because, like you say, there are so many elements of the light spectrum that we as humans can't visibly see with our, you know, ocular setup. But doesn't mean the Oculus Setup. Oculus Setup, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but you can't say that. You know, it, it, we know it's there. 
still like we know that ultraviolet's there okay and we know that infrared's there we just can't visibly see it so, so i just wanted to get you how your your it, your perception of things that you can't see whether they exist in the way yeah that that i think of course that i i think this if you if some it's like because the observer effect is that you know if you look at something if you're not looking at something it isn't there that's not, not no, no that's just it means I've got this written down because I've, I've obviously so we're going to talk about the simulation me. theory now. It's still there, even y- though yes. it's not. I'm not looking at it because it's been observed. I'm not looking at the cat sitting on my lap, but I know she's still there. It is weird because I can feel her. We'll go through this in the second half. So the first half is just going to be like a bit of fun about the theories behind what it may be, and then we'll go into in the second half. We'll actually look at some experiments that have been carried out that show that reality isn't necessarily. Um, what we think it might be. It does have religious connotations though, doesn't it? You know, like a, a creator, someone or something creating the entire universe out yeah. of nothing. And that and that kind of is why I struggle with the whole idea of simulation theory, I think, because generally I don't really conform or believe in in like God and religion and, and a higher being. I, f- I very much think about things in terms of evolution and um you know time and just just evolving things a a collection of events that all you know accumulated together in order for us to exist and the idea of having a, a superior being or maybe even humans from a future time when we've you know, maybe as we like from last week, we were talking about time and and how we perceive time and whether it's, you know, because obviously we we look at it in a linear format and time can be non-linear. Maybe it's humans from the future that have evolved ta- enough in 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 their perception of time that they can go back and they can create a simulation for people back here, but. I don't know. I just feel like you don't have to have. It, the thing is, you don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be a godlike uh, being to. If if we d- let's say we do live in a, in a simulation, it doesn't have to be a, a godlike being. If if we did live in one, I wouldn't look at the creator like some form of deity. I wouldn't look at it like that at all, at all. Lo- yeah, but yeah, but you're talking. You're talking about yeah. some form of yeah, but you're a t- being that's so intelligent that has been able to create not only create a whole universe of information the 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 complexity of of information that we that we lit that we live in and also you know the fact that they're finding beings to plug into it i just it's just too it's not that they don't necessarily so you okay that's interesting so you're saying that in your view of the simulation that we're physical beings plugged into it that's so you're going matrix route. That's how you see it. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's because I love the matrix, but it doesn't have to be like that. No, it, well, but it I mean, be a, a, you, a, we've talked about this before, where you said you know it could be a spontaneous simulation. That's just I'm like, I just don't understand how that could ever happen. Like what? Like well, think of the universe the, did. Think of the, think the, un- the universe did. Yeah, but the and the all the universe is information is contained within something. It's contained within the universe. All yeah, the information but it's of the a universe tangible is thing. Yeah, the information is contained within the things that are in it. So yeah. beings, obviously there's going to be other beings out there that we don't know about, but they can't not be. But, you know, the information of what we know is contained within the 
with within the, the things in on our Earth. very limited view yeah, yeah what we can see yeah, and incredibly limited yeah, yeah fine but that's because we're not evolved <coughs> we're only we're a young species really very young we're not we're not evolved enough to understand certain things so and there's some things that we may not even be capable of understanding like a butterfly isn't able to contemplate or understand space and time there may be higher perspectives that we're just never ever ever gonna get to the bottom of or understand which can if you think about it totally puts it back on the table simulation theory being real there's things above us that we can't understand then how do you know you're not in one it's crazy it's a, it's a really I really mean, you can never know like that's the thing like this is the problem so it's been ta- is that we can't know that if we're in a simulation or not we just need we just have to and we have to either believe it or not. Like, it's a theory along with others, like string theory and, you know, all the multiple ver- universes and yeah. and layers upon layers upon layers. It's a good thing about this subject. Universes inside universes. Like, there's so many different things that could be, <coughs> that could Sorry. be uh, the right answer. But Yeah, or none of them. But none of them, or none of them, yeah. Like, it's just, to me... Another theory I can't understand. It's an, it's another possible outcome po- yeah. or explanation for everything that we see, and this yeah, is why it's fun to bit, yeah. it's fun to talk about because it's it's just as as um, as valid as anything else, really, in some respects. Yeah, I'm not. I I, I think I spoke to a friend as a guy at work. We were talking about what we did. We were talking about a bit about what I was talking about on the podcast last week, and I mentioned simulation theory and and to him and and how that could be possible and um. But I just think it is one of those things for like people like you and me who aren't necessarily like that, you know, versed, versed scientifically. in science. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have a limited knowledge of. Oh yeah, like so, stuff. So, same as me. Me and, and you have the same amount of yeah, knowledge. We don't understand like the, we, the equations in we string can be theory. To- we can be told that stuff and be like, man, that could be a possibility. But there's no real like not knowing. There's no knowing. It's it's almost well. I have a couple of videos. I'm gonna play. I say videos. It's just the audio that I'm gonna play. But we'll get some in a bit. Um, but it's not. This isn't something that is is uh, is is spoke about like with tinfoil hat people. There's a lot of top physicists that are getting in getting involved in this and chucking you know chucking their two pence worth in. And a lot of them are saying that given time our understanding of reality will radically change as it has done in the past it'd be silly to think that it, it, it's it's stagnant and stationary now and simulation theory will most likely prevail as being proved correct just as it was proved that the earth wasn't at the center of the universe because like back then you know that would have been crazy wouldn't it to believe that because everything goes around the earth look at it turns out it wasn't so it could a lot of them are getting involved, saying that they actually do believe that this is something. Like Elon Musk, for instance, he's deep in in the yes camp. I mean, he's a he's a futurist, a technologist. There's a lot of guys like him that are doing. Open, I think one of the main things you need to think about when you're listening to this, or obviously you're going to listen to other podcasts, is being incredibly open-minded about your perspectives and what you think is possible or not possible. You have to kind of think on a universe scale. Um, He's, uh, Elon Musk said that he came to the conclusion that we're living in a simulation through just simple deduction. He said that given time, human beings would make a simulation for sure. It might take us like you know 50,000 years, but we'd do it. Do you agree with that? Yeah. We'd 100% do it. If we could model weather patterns, like to accurately predict the weather everywhere, in all locations, all the time, we'd do it. I mean, we're trying to do that now. We've modelled coronavirus and its spread 
these are simulations um, with uh, I've been programmed with parameters that best fit reality to try and see how this thing or how things move yeah, around. Yeah, but it's, it's something that is actually yeah. happening though. Yes, you, can't, you know, so weather and the coronavirus are tangible yeah. things. But but Elon also says that if you think, let's just say in 50,000 years, we develop a computer system or some form of, it's not going to be called a computer obviously, some form of sophisticated device that could... could um, replicate a universe 50,000 years is nothing compared to the age of the universe and he's, he then go, he uses that and he goes on to basically say it's statistically probable that with the infinite size of the universe somebody else like you were saying earlier somebody else out there has already created it that's logical the universe is infinite and we are almost certainly not the only form of life so if that is correct and the, and the universe is big enough and old enough to have an extremely advanced ancient species out there, they would have definitely done it. So how do you know you're not in their simulation right now? Because unless you're in base reality and somebody else has potentially started one, you can't. You don't know whether you're in it or not. Yeah, this is the thing. This, so, yeah, okay, fine. But it's billions to one that we are not in one, according to to the to the statistics that the the top guys are saying, because they're saying in the size of the universe, with all the amount of stars, all the amount of galaxies, the potential for someone else to do it means that they probably already have. And if they already have, how do you know you're not in it? You but don't. How, but, uh, but then on on that on that vein, yes, there's a chance we could be in a simulation created by another yes maybe. civilization somewhere else in the multiple. Uh, expanse of universe, whatever, however you want to say it, but the <laughs> we could also just be a part of that same universe, living in a different part. Base of reality. Of You're base saying, reality. Yeah, so yeah. this is this is the first like universe to they exist. Created well, just because they created a someone somewhere, some being somewhere created a simulation, doesn't mean that in our far stretch of the base universe that we can't exist without. Being in that simulation? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But the fact that a simulation is possible, a lifelike universe simulation is possible... How, how do we know? How, like just because of statistics beca- because and, and people saying... We like don't. Elon we don't. Musk saying... No, no, we don't, and we don't so, And some random, like, you know, well, um, not random code dudes. that people... No, let oh, me finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some random code that people, you know, say, oh, well, that, that code in nature matches that code that we created for our own, you know, simulated environments like games and the internet and all that stuff. But ultimately, you can't be sure... No, you can't. ...that a simulation could even be possible. You're correct. You're 100% correct. As far as we know, it's not. I don't understand, and I can't understand, like we just said, it's impossible for us to understand how any... how. You can create a simulation that big. It doesn't have to be big. You, 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 think it's, you think it's big, but it might not be if it's not real. To simulate an entire universe, Tom. might not take up any physical space at all. You try and play that game all the time and that Kerbal thing and you say Kerbal it constantly space. crashes because he's trying to simulate... Oh, yeah, brilliant. I've got some stuff. He's trying to simulate the, un- like the universe, basically. Yeah. It's tr- and it's, and it, that's the thing. You're constantly trying to create a simulated it's trying to simulate all the things everywhere that you're wanting to look at and i know that's the observer effect blah 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 but and in games yes i understand that the like it's it it kind of build the game builds as you move through it 
but you know it doesn't need to kind of simulate all the stuff behind you because that would be stupid but to st- I still know that there's a cat behind me somewhere because she just yes. walked past or do or do yeah yeah <laughs> Like, she's just, she's there somewhere. Okay, but with the invention of, you know, like, sophisticated scientific instruments, a lot of what we thought of, you know, a scientific fact back in the day has turned out to be incomplete or incorrect or interpreted wrong. It's not being what we thought. And the quantum realm, now, oh quantum, God, the quantum. Qu- the quantum realm. I hate it when people talk. I'm going to have to say quantum quite a bit in this, and I have no understanding no, on it. That, it but that... Is, Anyone that talks a, about quantum and says they it understand does, it, don't. It does run on a different set of rules. Well, we'll go into this in the second half and more. And there's, there's no doubt about that. You can't, you no, can't deny that. N- n- well, we'll go into it in the second second half more because I'm going to cover, hopefully try and explain the double slit experiment, which is, which is incredibly difficult to uh, to get your head around. But the, when we look at the, the quantum world, it, it, it doesn't... It, it's casting down whether the the material universe that you know you see and touch is is actually real. This is from obviously observations of subatomic particles, and th- they seem to only exist when we are observing them. Unless we're looking at them, they are nothing but potential. They can be anything and nothing at the same time, right? It's kind of like how a computer game um, works. You know, like like you were just saying before, you go through the door in the game, the, the room doesn't exist on the other side because the computer hasn't rendered it because it's trying to save energy and memory. It's only when you go through it, it goes, oh, look, the computer character's looking at it. We best be in, in existence. Reality at the very fundamental subatomic level does exactly the same thing. It's not that our computer games are imitating reality. It's just that, and that's why it is, it is actually literally that. It, the way that our computers work, it, it seems to be very similar to how subatomic particles behave when we observe them. Which is a bit of weird, complete craziness, if you ask me. I mean, but the, but I d- like the quant things on a quantum level, and this this is this is what I always kind of like, um, you know, the way I think about it is is the differences between like us, the the quantum realm and us. Is that even is it realm? Is that the is that something I've just plucked from the Avengers. <laughs> this is obviously a completely accurate, no errors made podcast yes. on simulation <laughs> theory and quantum Referencing a bit mechanics. of Marvel. So absolutely. Know. Yeah, it can be whatever. You could call it the, the quantum fiddly diddlies. It doesn't really... Um, but if you, <laughs> if you technically, if you throw a ball, a tennis ball at a wall for long enough, in the sa- exactly in the right position every time, that ball will eventually go through that solid wall. In, quant- in quantum mechanics, it would. But in reality, you, you, you can't... In our reality, you can't do that. Given that enough time, happen. you would. It would, wouldn't happen. Maybe. It wouldn't. Because you, it, you can't give it enough time. Maybe. It'd be millions of years, probably, of someone... And you can't do that. So in our parameters of, of uh, physics, I guess... Yeah, our laws. You can't, our the, laws The laws physics, that govern our universe that we, we exist in. We can't... Like the laws that govern a game that you exist in. tiny, weeny, little, diddly, tiny They still buy by the same laws. They can't not buy by the same physical laws that the universe is constrained by. But they clearly by. do. No, they do. Because, because it's so... It, the, sm- it, the smallness makes it happen. <laughs> ap- yeah, the smallness. Ap- the quantumness. The smallness. <laughs> so when we say a computer simulation, we're not talking about like a PC. This is something beyond our comprehension. If, if this is a construct, this is something that... 
I don't think we're ever going to be able to fully understand until we build our own, which we probably will. And then we'll have to start asking our own questions. Hang on a second. If we've built one, how do we know? what? Anyway. But then then is it like, is it if we build one, is it real? Because we're already in a freaking simulation. That's what I'm saying. So in a brief nutshell, this is this is the the theory that, you know, the simulation theory is that our reality, everything we see it from super huge structures out in space spanning millions of light years to the tiny subatomic quantum realm a part of what we could describe as an advanced digital construct a computer use that in inverted commas simulation which is overseen and ran and maintained by some higher form of advanced super intelligence that could be I mean, it could be a form of an alien intelligence that's that's set this up and, and, and watched us, or it's more likely, as you were saying too earlier, also in my opinion, that this if this is a simulation, it's probably being overrun uh, and watched and observed and monitored and maintained by our future selves, future humans, but there's no time travel involved in this. If it, If it is constructed by us from the future, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? How could humans from the future... Yeah, but that the thing it doesn't matter if they, if we if 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 I don't know. Try to think of a year. Well, let's just say a hundred thousand year, million hundred million thousand whatever <laughs> humans are still alive. We've managed to not destroy ourselves, and we've actually managed to evolve our brains enough to uh, to you know become this ethereal kind of being race that we um, were able to actually simulate. And create a simulation like why I don't know like what well, this just is for the funsies but then we you could simulate any time in history well that's it like say for instance you think it's the year 2020 now the, well that's the simulation it's the year 2020 in our simulation but the actual simulation whatever's running it might have been built in it could be the year 10,000 uh, maybe maybe the matrix is the best form maybe it is AI that does it maybe it's and a, it's so, not humans at all. So this could be the year 10,000 and like it could be like a, like a historical simulation run by our future ancestors. Like maybe something went wrong, nuclear war, or there was a, a break in recorded history and our future descendants are like, well, we could just simulate it and just see what happened ourselves through this patch of, of you know, fake, hot, like foggy information. And then like the UFOs and aliens that people see and report on nothing more than our future selves, just inserting them into the simulation to observe us or fuck with us or, or, or take samples or whatever and then move and move off and back into their base reality, wherever that may be, the year 10,000, which so, is pretty fucking so crazy. You, you think... No, I don't do think. What, I'm just... No, no if, you, in, 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 like, if you... Because you kind of tell me you believe in this, so... I think if it's... You, do you think it's that we are part of the system or we're plugged into it? I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? If so, what like, so what you're saying? So, if let's use Matrix as a because it's a good analogy. So, do you think that we are like, um, you know, like Neo and Trinity and Morpheus that we're all we're plugged into a system? No, oh, so you mean, no, no. Or I don't think we'd do be you think we're like the the guys? You know, those guys that chase them around a lot who are part of the system. They're actually a computer program and can jump from one I don't know anything you know they jump between anything plugged into that system no, I don't so think you could jump I don't think I think so that any, you are what you are any of the humans that are in those that are plugged in to that simulation those billions of humans that they've got in little tanks that those that agents those agents can jump in and out of any of those yeah. because they're part of they're actually a com you know or the oracle she's part she is is actually part of the system I, I think she's, that she's part of 
the coding. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Are we part of the coding, or are we actually plugged in? Are we a physical we're being plugged no, in? No, we're not. I, d- I think if it is real, I'd like, be you very know, like surprised. You say, oh, we just experience. Yeah, oh, yeah, you just wanted to experiment, you experience might be. that lifetime. You might, you might be. You so there and might like, be. We're in like a perpetual well, how dream. Many eight, there's eight billion people on the planet. As far as I know, and then well, I know, know yeah. that I'm real, but I don't know that you're real. I know that I am. 100%. How do you know that you're real? Because I can think and I can feel and touch. I don't know that you can think and feel and touch, but I know that I can. But they said there's eight billion people in the in the, on the earth. To have them all, each one of them, eight billion individuals in some form of holding tank being plugged in, seems to me that you'd need another Earth. I don't know whether it, I don't know. That seems quite labour intensive. It could just be completely fake. It might. There's plenty not. of planets out there. There they, is. They could, I don't know. If we're talking about a people or a being that's created a simulation to that to to the extent where it runs flawlessly well we say flawlessly well there's glitch in the matrix yeah mostly flawlessly (laughs) mandela effect how how do you know that um i've lost my child you don't know that's the thing you can't tell anything if you if you think you're in a simulation you can't tell that's the thing like you say i can think feel and touch how yes. do you know that's not simulated? I don't, but I do know that I can think, feel and touch, you, and it might be simulated, you know but I don't know that you can. They haven't built some kind of mad planet-sized freaking yeah. science they lab that just has us all in it. Yeah, they could have done. I don't know. I don't know. It could be a. It could be a. <laughs> it could be like a hub in the middle of the universe that people travel to in Who order to knows? figure out, like, to live a life that they want to live. Like, I want to like experience living a life as a human for a week. Well, yeah. But that, but that week feels is a lifetime. Yeah. You actually, you know, you live. There's so many possibilities. Yes, in this the, is why it's in the fun. Whole idea. Well, the simulation talking about it could also be like a mind used by hyperintelligent race to collect ideas, thoughts, or technologies from the inhabitants of the simulation. So, like, say, like an advanced master race, like they get, they understand everything about the universe. They master everything. Travelling between stars, piece of piss, intergalactic travel, easy, easy, no worries. There's only one thing that they can't stop, and let's just say that's the end of the universe. They know that the universe is going to end, and they can't stop it, and that's going to be their demise. That's their only threat. So what they do is they run millions of simulations simultaneously, and inside, within these simulations, beings like me and you evolve and start to invent shit the creators then could monitor the simulations and they'd be like, oh, look, the humans have invented a particle accelerator. Isn't that interesting? They monitor all these universes in hoping that one of the simulated inhabitants figure out how to stop a universe from ending. So they could use it as like a an ideas mine. And they could also um, dilute their time and essentially live forever if they couldn't stop the universe from ending because they could insert themselves into a simulation clock that simulation so 14 billion years the expanse of our entire universe could only be a second to them in their reality they could enter that simulation live for 14 billion years learning figuring stuff out and then they could exit the simulation and and only seconds elapsed in their reality or if they're in the simulation they could just keep making more simulations and clocking time further and further and diluting time to the fact that to the point where it doesn't even matter anymore and they can live forever so by just going in simulation. So you're mixing up Inception and, and yeah. the Matrix well, right now. Well, yeah. Because that's what, that's what they say. Like you, you exp- when, when you dream, you experience your time is slowed down, isn't it? You experience time differently in, in, in a dream as to when you're awake. So well, when well, actually the, well, the time elapsing in your mind and what it feels like, you... You only really perceive like half the dream. You never know how you start, how you how you got there. Like, how did you get 
into that situation and you can jump from situation to situation very fast and not feel like it's strange yeah. in a dream but then so if you were to put if you're if you're simulating on simul you know putting simulations in on simulations in simulations in simulations in sim right okay let's think we can get a word in simulation <laughs> <laughs> in simulation so it's like it's like even if this is simulated and then we go oh them guys over there the ones that we can never contact but that godlike entity created our simulation you have to ask then well what made him is he in base reality or is he in a simulation? Yeah. He might just be trying to figure out who, but it, who created that, his by that, engineering his that, own. And that is that is like turtles all the way down, isn't it? You've got like layers and layers and layers of simulated reality. Yeah. But I don't believe that. Well, I'm going to play a video now, right, um, which is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and um, James Gates, Professor James Gates. He's a... Um, Professor Gates is a like a, an American theoretical physicist. He works on supersymmetry, supergravity, like crazy superstring theory and all sorts of mad stuff like that. And he was talking to to Neil Tyson regard. It was like a debate about simulation theory. And I picked this little clip here that I'll play because it's uh, it's quite cool, man. So so where 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 has this pursuit taken you? Oh my God! Where have you landed? Why would you ask that? I'm asking you that here and now. It's New York City. It's okay. March 7th. Well, partly it's taken to these very strange images that are behind your head right now. These are pictures of equations. I've been, for the last 15 years, trying to answer the kinds of questions that my colleagues here have been raising. And what I've come to understand is that there are these incredible pictures that contain all the information of a set of equations that are related to string theory. And it's even more bizarre than that because when you then try to understand these pictures, you find out that buried in them are computer codes just like the type that you find in a browser when you go surf the web. And so I'm left with the puzzle of trying to figure out whether I live in the matrix or not. Wait, you're blowing my mind at this moment. So you're saying, are you saying your attempt to understand the fundamental operations of nature leads you to a set of equations that are indistinguishable from the equations that drive search engines and browsers on yes, our computers. That is correct. So, the wait, wait, I'm still, wait, I have to just be silent for a minute here. <laughs> so you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos, yes. Computer code. Computer code, strings of bits of ones and zeros. It's not just sort of resembles computer code, you're saying it is computer code. It's not even just is computer code, it's a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named Claude Shannon in the 1940s. That's what we find very, very deeply inside the equations that occur in string theory and in general in systems that we say are supersymmetric. Okay. <laughs> Time to go home, I think. I mean, I, where are we going to go? So, so are you saying we are all just, there's some entity that programmed the universe and we're just expressions of their code? Well, I didn't say that. I mean, some of those like the Matrix? You, that's what the, you said. Some of those codes are, are showing on the screen behind you right now. They don't look like codes, but these pictures, which we call adinkras, are graphical representations of sets of equations that are based on codes. So this is, in fact, to answer your question more directly, 
I have in my life come to a very strange place because I never expected that the movie The Matrix might be an accurate representation of the place in which I live. So what do you think? Madness. Well, I mean, it's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? We've talked about it a little bit. It's saying it's that, you know, there are definite correlations between the code that scientists are looking at for, um, you know, to figure shit out, that kind of about string theory and stuff. That all that just look, ex- you know, a lot like the code that we use for the internet. Well, and it's crazy it, you know, that it's not only strings like, of zeros and ones. It's not only it, it looks like code it is and, and they know what type of computer code it is and it was invented by a dude when was it when did he say back in the 1940s what what that's there's computer code this is the thing it's i don't necessarily i don't think i'm understanding fully what he's saying it sounds quite dramatic that you're saying that you're finding computer code in the, in reality but I don't know whether he's saying, is it, yeah, of course you're going to find computer code if you're using, you know, mathematical equations and computers to understand the universe. That This is a human construct, the way you're measuring it. It's like saying, when I hold up a ruler and look really close, I can see a millimetre marker on it. Is it is something like that? It's not, maybe not a good analogy, but is it, yeah, of course it's there because we, we've invented it. I don't know. What do you think? I I think it's, 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 possible it's all possible like of course it's like you know all the any theory clearly the, the theories have a well um what's the word uh researched and you know and these very clever people who are doing all this research about yeah. this stuff so it's all very possible but the, at the end of the day um you know it is up to the individual i mean a lot of yeah, let's of just face it a lot of people just like to live their lives <laughs> you like I don't want it's not real. an awareness of the kind of realities of what could be real and could be possible like you say simulation theory to a lot of people and they look at you like you're an idiot well it sounds crazy and you see yeah you've got like you definitely got your tinfoil hat on it sounds completely crazy but at the end of the day those people aren't spending their time thinking about it or looking into it or researching it and yeah. of course there are a lot of people out there who do do that um but so I would say in the main, uh, like even, even, and I hate to bring it up again, but even the coronavirus, it's like a lot of people thought, would, that, was fake. thought that was fake and thought, you know, that it was just a load of bollocks until it actually becomes real. So there probably will be a point in if this simulation theory is real or is actually what's happening, there will be a point in time where that becomes evident evident that it's real really? yeah like just like the coronavirus like people said nah it's all like i don't think it will that's a, that no nah, that's a load of bollocks that is that's um that's a load of um you know like b- bullshit that's no, just but some we, kind we, of you're sort of some saying kind of conspiracy to like yeah, but you're theory, saying but and then actually when people are like they're like oh shit no you've got to stay in your houses because fuck it's here and we're yeah we're but you're, you're also saying that like you you think it's possible for us to understand yeah, I think something I that's think outside I of think our universe, so outside what, of our I- yeah, reality. Yeah, what you, what you're saying is it, there's one of the possibilities is that that it's like a think tank almost, and that they're it could th- be th- who th- knows, th- you know, that they're they're simulating multiple, multiple like could be a holiday uh, resort know, universes of of different pe- you know beings and seeing what they come up with. Yes, yeah, so if they come up science. with anything mad, so that you didn't what's think of? to say that someone in that's in one of those simulations 
isn't isn't going to figure out what's going on. Yes, like, they might do. It, it, laws of freaking. You I know. suspect that they might have engineered, if this is a construct, that engineered some form of, you know, like, it's impossible for you to understand it. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. There's always ways around those well, systems. Well, the, the ways around it might be what we're going to come on to because in the second in half game, where we, we run is, experiments and see all, weird things that we don't necessarily understand, which might be inklings of the, you're actually looking at the fabric yeah. of the simulation, but you, you can't ta- understand it. If you take a computer game as an example of this, you've got, let's say, you know, I don't know, let's just take... Zelda as an example right you've got Zelda and you you produce that game and you've got clever boffins making that game and creating it and they put the game out to millions of people to play there are always a percentage of those millions of people in in the whole most of them just play the game as you should there are always people who figure out ways around the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there are going to be, in, in there's got to be, if we're in a system, eventually someone will figure it out. Well, that's interesting because I'll play this clip. This is my final clip that I'll play from uh, Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, explaining, sort of explaining why we'll never know. So are we living in simulation? I find it hard to argue against that possibility. Meaning? Meaning. You look at our computing power today. And you say, I have the power to program a world inside of a computer. Well, imagine in the future where you have even more power than that. You can create characters that have, for example, free will or their own perception of free will. So this is a world, and I program in the laws that govern that world. That world will have its own laws of physics and chemistry and biology. Now, you're a character in that world, and you think you have free will. And you say, I want to invent a computer. So you do. Hey, I want to create a world in my computer. And then that world creates a world in its computer. And then you have simulations all the way down. So now you lay out all these universes and throw a dart. Which of these universes are you most likely to hit? The original one that started it? Or the countless simulations, the daughter simulations that uh, unfolded thereafter? You're going to hit one of the simulations. So statistically, based on that argument, which first appeared by a a philosopher from Oxford named Nick Bostrom back in the 1990s, right when computers were becoming real enough to think this through. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to argue against the possibility that all of us are not just the creation of some kid in a parent's basement programming up a world for their own entertainment. And then every time something weird happens in the world, some disruptive leader takes charge, and I wonder if that programmer just got bored and had to stir the pot. So they throw somebody in there just to, just to, for their own entertainment. For me, that's some of the best evidence that we live in a simulation, because this happens every time uh, there's peace and tranquility in the world. But if it's true, what can we do about it? If like the Truman movie, or there was that, we're in that. Yeah, well, he can try to escape by going in the Truman movie to go through the barrier. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you were programmed by somebody, yeah, no, there's nothing you can. So do. what difference does it make if I'm programmed by someone? I, I guess since it, I don't know it. I guess it doesn't make any difference at all. So if we are in a simulated universe, it doesn't make any difference well, at that, all. Well, and that's kind of the point I was trying to make earlier, where most people just live blissfully unaware of the kind of reality of this. You know, they just live their lives absolutely 
un- unbeknownst to the fact they could be living in a simulation or not. And it really doesn't matter. Like you, like it you doesn't said, matter. It doesn't make it no doesn't, difference. It doesn't make any difference if you are part of a s- the 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 parent simulation or the freaking child billions of child simulations that happen as a result. It doesn't matter. You. It's still it's still just as sim- real to you. Yeah, if you're in that simulation, you're living your life, you're doing your things. You it makes you, no odds. You're looking after your animals or your kids or you're paying your bills. You're going doing, to work. You're going doing to your thing, work. You're trying not thing. to die in a pandemic. You try, yeah, and it's still ma- ma- real. Maybe the maybe the pandemic is that you know what he was saying it's a is, that, virus. is that is that you know the the, the kid the the sadistic kid in his he's basement got bored. has got bored and he's like fuck it I'm going to throw a pandemic and see what they do. Yeah. So you could be, but at the end of the day. You aren't going to get mass, um, a, a, a mass amount of people to, in agreement that we live in a simulation. Which doesn't matter whether we agree with it or not, it because because yeah. you you could say look at some of the biggest. Like Can't do shit Catholics. about it, even if you do believe There's it. How many Catholics are there? Two billion, yeah. three billion Catholics. It doesn't mean it's real just because more people believe in it. It's real yeah, when yeah. it's real. So we can't tell. Like I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean... If me and Robert spoke about this loads of times. Like, if we spoke about it, about, like, okay, let's just say, for instance, what, what happens if it was announced that, that there's there has been, like, crazy alien visitations? It doesn't make any difference to me. I've still got to go to work and pay my bills, yeah, whether yeah. they're real or not. Yeah. Whether this is real it's, or not. It's real to the person experiencing it, but to everyone else around them, it's just like, what the fuck? We're gonna, What's he going on about? You, you, okay, Tom... It's it, we figured it out. You live in a simulation. Oh, great! I'm not going to work tomorrow. Okay, don't go to work tomorrow. The simulated bank's going to take your simulated yeah, yeah, house yeah, off yeah. you, and you're going to be living in simulated poverty or in simulated prison for the rest of your simulated life. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't change anything, even if you agree with it or not. So for me, it's kind of like you, I can speculate on the idea of it. It's fun to speculate. Yeah, it's fun to talk about. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change any part of my reality. The idea of simulation theory is not new. You know Plato. Everyone knows Plato. Yeah. 2,400 years ago, he was... I suppose there would have been no more than thought experiments. They're just people sort of pondering reality and they've got nothing else to do because, I mean, you haven't got banging Xbox of you back then or, you know, pizza or anything like that. And he put forth a... It's called the allegory of the cave and it's where three dudes are chained up inside a cave. Um, I'm guessing they are the prisoners or being there the whole life or whatever, and all they see is shadows being cast between, by, you know, by objects from the light, and, and that their reality is just essentially just shadows until one of them breaks out, and then he goes outside, and he's like, no, the shadows are caused by people, there are other things out there, and there was more references of um, simulation theory from René Descartes, he was born in 1596, died in 1650, um, clever dude, French mathematician, philosopher and scientist. And he said, it is possible that I am dreaming right now and that all of my perceptions are false, uh, which I suppose it is true. How do you uh, how do you know you're awake? How do you know you're awake right now? You could wake up. This could oh, be just yeah. an ultra-realistic yeah. dream. Yeah. It's, you know, that, that you could just, just like that's the whole thing about the, you know, that reality checker in, in Inception, isn't it? Oh, the spinning thing. How would you, well, everyone has their own you know what you know thing that does something in reality that doesn't do in the dream i've spanned them on horrific jobs when i've been trapped on jobs before span them just to make sure that i'm not in a horrible dream like in some (laughs) form of horrible nightmares um so a lot a lot of the time people will say that it's it's 
it's difficult to believe in or get your head around simulation theory because we can trace the origins of the universe back to the Big Bang 14 billion years ago, whatever. But there's a theory called the digital Big Bang um, that strongly supports the simulation theory. And the argument is this. If physicists cannot expl- they can explain the universe back to the start, but they can't everything starts to break down at the very, very beginning, like the nanosecond after our universe supposedly started in the Big Bang because at first there was nothing, zero. Like we were just saying, like a black void. There's not even a black void, There's no, which is weird. Isn't it? You can't even really, Im- not even atoms. Like a, a it's com- really hard to imagine nothing. Yeah. Like what does nothing look like? Like an em- Because you, all you can imagine is a blackness. But that's your but that's, thinking. But that's, but that's kind of what the universe yeah, yeah. mostly is anyway, is just, black void of endless space between small amounts of objects so it's like um it's like there's not even atoms there's, I mean, you can't even imagine it so the big problem is that physics can't explain where everything came from science is like give us that one miracle of spontaneous matter creation at the big bang we can explain everything as far as we know all matter suddenly kind of popped into existence 14 billion years ago and we don't know where it came from. Um, and the way our universe operate on, on that side resembles a computer being switched on. Like Because before the Big Bang, there was nothing, like we said, zero. Then all of a sudden, at that point in, in time, there was just stuff. Like You know what I mean? It was like somebody, it was switched on. Before that, nothing. And then laws of physics appeared, matter appeared, particles appeared consciousness light everything just sort of it's like a it's like someone just turned on a server and it just went bing and appeared into it it's like before then didn't it's like a computer game if a computer game is not turned on it doesn't really exist other than potential does it well it exists in in coding potential yeah, on, on that yeah on that disk or whatever or in that on that hard drive but until you turn it on and it starts sim- like you say simulating itself where it needs to then yeah, no, it doesn't. Well, it does. It does, and it doesn't. It exists to a point. It, it is very real. It exists. It's tangible files on a tangible hard drive. Yeah, could be. If you take a break, and then when we come back, I'm going to try and explain the double slit experiment. Okay. And it's going to hurt my head. A wave or a particle? Isn't it a particle? I don't know. It's like, oh, is that pub quiz again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer to that question is yes. Both. It's both and neither at the same time. This is where reality starts to get really bizarre and it does look mm, pixelated or or simulated. So the double slit experiment, I hope I don't fuck this up because this is solid as far. I've been trying to get my head around this properly for 
over a week. You see, I could have just grabbed anybody's explanation and parroted it out, but I've tried to go the extra mile and properly get my head around it. And like I said at the beginning, I'm going to say quantum a lot in this. And weapons like me, when they say quantum, we shouldn't really be saying that word if we don't understand it. Okay. I haven't got a fucking clue. So if you wanted to answer the biggest question, what is reality? You've got to take a scientific is- I- approach. So the first thing you do is you'll study the smallest indivisible packet of energy or matter that you can find. You'll be like, let's find out what everything is made up of, all matter, and then study that in immense detail. Like, so the very building blocks of all matter Everything that everything is, you can like like keep cutting stuff in half until you can't go any further. It's, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Because you can cut stuff in half, and there's a point where there's like a you can't st- cut anything in half anymore, even though it's there. It's like folding a piece of paper. Yeah, but you can do it a certain amount of times. Even though something's there, you can't cut it in half. It's fucking weird. Uh, so this has been done with a experiment called the double slit experiment, um, which I'm sure everyone's heard of. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everyone listening will have heard of that. I would imagine they have. I would imagine you, uh, more people have heard of that than you think. Well, I didn't. You've never heard of it? You have? No. So well, the results from this experiment are fucking mind-bending, freaky and uh, bizarre to say the least because the implications are mind-blowing. It appears that your consciousness can affect physical matter just by looking at it. In the same way a computer renders a room when you enter it, it's only there when you need it to be because reality on the subatomic level, is it does appear to be pixelated hacks like computer code this is called the observer effect which is a very real phenomena and it shows that the mere act of observation changes physical matter just by looking at it which makes you wonder how many scientific experiments in the past how many of the outcomes have been altered just by scientists observing their own experiments you're still not having this observer effect i can see you well no i know it's a real thing because they do it with, I don't know, what is it? Those little particles that don't, they just like, they're like only there when they're being looked at. Um, everything, all subatomic, all f- fundamental particles do that. Everything, but, reality. But then that's subatomic level, so. But that's what you're made of. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. So the double slit experiment demonstrates this weird phenomenon within quantum mechanics known as wave particle duality, which shows how individual electrons neutrons or, or photons as well as many other uh, you know particles can act as as a, a both a wave and a particle at the same time this is due to something called quantum uncertainty um, the results indicate that we have no idea what the fundamental building blocks of reality are doing when we're not looking at them which is most of the time they change depending on what we're seeing. So before you say, this is just observations on the quantum scale, like small, teeny, tiny shit, we've experimented, done this ex- same experiment, the double slit experiment, on uh, molecules called buckyballs, which are, I think, something like 60 atoms wide, which is still pretty Yeah, it's still tiny. Small, <laughs> but it's not individual. Can you see it with, the vi- with your visible eye? A buckyball? Uh, no, but you, you wouldn't need like an electron microscope to see it. You could yeah, see it. Yeah, but you can't see it with a visible eye. So no, no, no. But it's still, a, it's still a phys- tiny. No, but we're talking about physical, real things here. Um, with that, that buckyballs have been used. They use them in like solar panels and shit like that, and they behave the same way. So it's not just a weird quantum tiny realm. There's busy, bigger physical things that do it. So what Buffins did is they isolated like a single wavelength of of light, monochromatic, pure white, whatever you want to call it, and then they shine this beam of light at a screen. And before the light hits the screen, it passes through two boards with horizontal slits. 
coming down them. That's all it is, just two slits. The light passes through these slits and hits the board behind, creating a pattern. Now, the pattern it creates is a wave pattern. It's called an interference pattern due to how the wavelengths of light interact with each other. It's like peaks and troughs. Mm. They cancel each other out. And then you get this weird, cool like little wave pattern on the back. It looks like um, ripples on a pond. It's exactly what it is because they're waves as well. Uh, so from that, we can see that light is a, f- uh, you know, a photon is a massless wave of energy. It's a wave because it's moving through both slits. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a fluid. So the same experiment was carried out again, but this time, instead of light, they used electrons. They fired them individually through one slit. The second slit was covered up. So like imagine an electron is like a small pebble. It's like a, it's a thing. So this revealed that random tiny points of light could be seen behind, on the board, behind where the slits are, like tiny pricks of light. This is because the electron is a localized particle and it was passing through the slit and hitting the wall behind. We could see and we could measure it. So no dramas. Light is a wave and an electron is a particle, a solid localized thing. It's got mass, it's got charge, it's got magnetism, it has a structure, but we can't see it, but it has one. And then things get weird when they did the same experiment. They opened the second slit. So they started firing electrons through it, like pebbles. Um, and what happened was, you've know, got to remember they're a definitive thing. Instead of seeing small points of light appearing behind each slit, as you would expect as physical electrons pass through at, at random, like some would go through the first slit, some would go through the second slit, you know, like a pebble behind each one. The pattern that emerged doesn't represent a solid particle. It represents a wave, but an electron isn't a wave. It's a physical particle because we prove that with the dots, right? So this shows 100% that matter in the form of an electron can be a wave and a particle at the same time. And it can be in two places at once. Now, we know this because of the way that the, uh, the wave pattern is formed on the board when we fire the electron through it. But it's a particle. How can it be doing two things at once? You're looking at me. Yeah, it's multitasking. It's multitasking on the highest uh, on the highest order. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what, how, why. Like. It's it's called superposition, and it's this is a a, a real uh, effect. And and the electron is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's nothing but probability and possibility at that so point. So it's just it's just um, it's it's everywhere at once, but and nowhere. So it's it can pop in at any point, anywhere, as, as, as soon as something looks at it. Yes, but, we, yeah. But science is like this. is like, you can't be, they're looking at the electron, they're saying, listen, mate, you can't be a wave and a particle at the same time. That's impossible. You can't be a hologram and a solid at the same time unless reality is a hologram. So the experiment was refined further and detectors were used to observe what individual electrons were doing as they travelled between the slit and the board. So we're going to look at them in further detail. We're looking at you closer and closer. We're giving you nowhere to hide, right? And it showed that if we didn't observe the electron, it acts like a wave with a wave pattern every single time. But the precise nanosecond that scientists looked at it through the detector, it snaps into a physical particle with a physical location and hits the board. So think about that for a second. It's a wave until we go, don't look, don't look, look now. And it goes ping, 
it turns into a particle and goes, ha ha, I'm a particle. If you want to look at me closely, I'm a particle. If you don't look at me, I'm a wave. This means your, your consciousness, the very act of you choosing to observe, forces it to become a, a, a material thing. We've proven that. How crazy is that? That's pretty crazy. But don't you think that's got crazy implications for your consciousness and how it potentially affects matter just by observing it? You might be bringing matter into existence by looking at it. In very much the same way, a computer game renders a room only when it's needed. It could yeah. be the universe trying to conserve energy. But don't I need to look at it. Don't, don't actually render every single electron because it's too... But okay, when they start doing that experiment with people and it works with people and I'll understand it, but it, until they do that, I just it doesn't work. Well, Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? Schrodinger's cat, if you put a cat in a box, put some form of isotope that breaks down into a radioactive compound and kills the cat. How do you know it's alive or dead? Because it's still... The radioactive substance that's going to kill the cat is a subatomic particle. But that, but that's that's a theory. It's not done in reality. Like it is done in reality because yeah. we've just done the experiment with subatomic <laughs> tiny <coughs> little particles, which you're made of. Yes, but <laughs> you, I'm not good. If I put you in a box and I break and I fill it with acid, you'll still be in there genetically. But you wouldn't like. I know you wouldn't. I know you would die, and I know you would not be in existence anymore because you i melted you it's, like, it's, it's, it's you can't you can't take a person throw it through some slits and and no, see if it hits the backboard it doesn't work with i suppose what you're saying is it, instead of looking at the computer game at the screen and seeing the people moving around what we're doing is looking at the code now and we're going oh this is what it's made yeah, up of yeah there's a reason why computer games do that there's no need for it to render an entire universe all at once when it's not being observed by the ge- the game player and the choices of that game player's making as it goes through that environment it builds it as it goes but you can't like and i get it with, with and it tiny, looks like the universe builds it as particles. it goes on the it doesn't how do you know because it does but how do you know that's what these that's the results to show if we don't look at it we don't know what it is it, it's a wave because it, it doesn't work like that on, the, on it doesn't though Okay. It doesn't. You, you're right. You've got that pillow behind us. It's still there. It's because you've observed it. I haven't observed. I'm not looking at it right now. Been, you're been saying observed. what you're saying is it's only so this this little jack thing here <laughs> that I've got in my hand is is a tangible thing that I can feel and hold. It's heavy. It's metal, and it's there because I'm looking at it. Yeah. If I put it out of my eyesight, it's still there. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. still a heavy, tangible thing that's there. It's existing. It's not disappeared because I'm no longer looking at it. What you're saying is that those particles if you are look spontaneously at ele- choosing to become yeah. a particle and not a wave only when their observer is choosing to look at it. So, so it's like that. That there is made up of waves. Yeah, until I touch it and then I interact with it, and it, then it's it becomes physical. Okay, so what you're saying I don't is, know. is I'm visible. I'm not saying anything. I don't know. It's, it's visible, <laughs> and you can look at it and see it, but it's only actually solid when you touch well, no. it. No, 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 no. That's what you're saying. It, look, it. I understand that the experiments are being done, and these things are proven, and I understand that on that kind of very small scale with particles, things that don't necessarily have much mass to them can choose to pop in and out. Because it's like, okay. A, a neutrino 
that's a tiny, tiny. It's tiny massless and neutrino is. Min- it doesn't have minutia. mass. It doesn't behave the same way as these. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that you can. It can pass through a, a mile of lead without touching anything, any particle of that, because it's like it's walking through a forest. You know, you you go high enough and far enough away from a forest, it looks like a solid mass. <laughs> yeah, true. But then humans can walk through it without constantly. They can walk through it completely. This mass, this perceived mass, whoops, uh, without, um, you know, and get to the other side without touching anything. It's the same. So the the smaller you go with things, well, it's got very re- weird implications because if uh, an electron is acts like a wave until we really look at it closely through detectors, and then it snaps into into reality and becomes a particle just when we're looking at it. It's possible that that electrons themselves, all electrons, didn't even exist. There were no electrons in the universe until they were first observed back in like 1924. Because at that moment, it was all potential. It was all wave. Nothing was snapped into physical possibility until we observed it. So before that point, before we actually first looked at one, they may never have existed, which is crazy. Which is really crazy. They didn't exist. And all this goes back to it being like a simulation, the very much the same way that a computer works. It conserves memory by not having to render things. So until we looked at an electron, all of all of the history of the universe, yeah, but you're we'd never about, looked at electrons until the moment ele- we look at it. You're talking about electrons. You're not talking about actual things. Okay, you can do it with buckyballs. They're that molecules. house still exists next yeah, yeah, door. Yeah, 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 I know. Because it's... Because it's there, it doesn't... But when we said at the beginning, like, in order to study reality, you need to break it down to its most fundamental, undivisible, bare, central building blocks. You go, what are they made of? Because they make everything else up. But they don't... But we don't work on the same set of rules. And and they're all set... These are all sets of rules that we have... Parameters that we have put in place. You know, you say that, that all, you know, matter and everything in the universe follows the same set of rules... But they're rules that we have created, like or, or wh- is it, are they is rules it, that we've just measured? It's our, it's we our didn't, rules. We yeah, know the rule of gravity exists. We know that gravity exists. Yeah, we didn't invent it. We just measured it. Yeah. Okay. We quantified me- something yeah, that was already there. But we measure time in a way that isn't necessarily correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a human construct. So yeah, but that, but then so is gravity. It's a, a human construct around a force. Time is a force. It's a dimension, and we've created a construct around it. Same with gravity, same with any kind of dimensional thing within our universe. So, I my theory on, my, well not theory, my thinking is that... No one's right and no one's wrong. Just you, can't, what you, you, can't, you can't have a level of... Okay, so... Uh, this, the, the same rules can't apply that you're talking about to us. As like beings, are you? Are you? So are you made of? Have you got electrons in you? What in your yeah, body? Yeah, I know we're made up of those things, but I'm not disappearing when no, you're, you're not, not observing no, me. No, but you're not. But you're and not. And I'm not turning into a wave <laughs> when when you're. I'm like, oh, I'm waving around, and then as soon as Tom looks at me, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm a per, I'm all my particles are coalescing and making them visible all at once. There's there's a few interpretations and in the results from the double slit experiment, and one of them called the Copenhagen interpretation states that physical systems, physical matter, do not have 100% 
definite properties prior to being measured. Quantum mechanics only predicts the possible results from measuring. So the very act of observing and measuring something affects the object or system, causing all possibilities to coalesce into one outcome, which is what you see. This is called wave function collapse, which is referring to the wave pattern collapsing into a particle when it, the electron is being observed. So that could be happening on a bigger scale. <laughs> so any possibility, any particle has a set of possibilities which state what it can be in, but observing it forces that potential to collapse into one outcome, and that's what you see. Yeah, I mean, until it's, it's for me, and I think I've said this before, I'm very much like I'll I'll believe it when I see it or and not when, see it. And when they can prove and when they've done experiments with things that have you know that are aren't just particles and things that yeah, are subatomic Mo molecules that Mo exist. Okay, even but molecules even to a point Tom are tiny <laughs> little things that you can't see with the visible eye. But they're not going to do it to a tank, are they? Yeah, they, when they do it with a tank <laughs> I'll believe... No, they're not I'll doing anything. It. They're just looking. They're not doing anything to the particle. They're but just going, what are you when, doing? When and they it does can, this. When they can perform the same experiment on a fucking tank... Yeah, but they're doing it to what the tank's made of. Yeah, but they can't... But until they do it with an a collection of things, so okay. a collection of those molecules, because that's what we're, you're saying, is that I'm made up of all those molecules and, you know, electrons and neutrons and all those things. Positrons. Positrons. Um... <laughs> When 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 a complex uh, cellular thing is be it's doing the same as these m individual molecules. No, they're not molecules. They're particles. Particles, the, the electrons. whatever. You just said a molecule. Bu yeah. Buggy balls, a molecule. Yeah, yeah. They did it with particles, electrons, and you said when they do it with bigger things like molecules, which is what they did, much much bigger than electrons. Okay, Let's see if it does a it with the, with, the, with the molecule right. and it did. Okay, like, a molecule is still tiny. When they do it with a, a multicellular thing, like a, an animal, then fine. Okay, do I'll you want to uh, This theory will properly hurt your head then. There's a theory called the single electron universe, which is being taken in seriously. And it states that all electrons, every single electron, are actually manifestations of a single electron that moves backwards and forwards in time. What the fuck? So there's only one universe, one one electron in the entire universe, and when you need it to be in existence, it's in existence in front of you. And if you don't need it to be in existence, it's not. It's like the ultimate conservation of energy. That's fucking crazy. And that's that was put forward by John Wheeler uh, in um, 1940 to a, a, in a telephone call to Richard Feynman. So these are big, big top top dudes. That this isn't like me talking about it on Robots for Eyes. This is like actual proper people that know what they're talking about and there's a, another thing another thing called quantum entanglement which is um another indication that apparently reality is not what it seems so if you, if you get two two pairs of particles you can get two electrons two neutrons and it's even been done with diamonds if you want to talk about things that aren't small and you entangle them at the quantum level obviously what you do is you get your, your, your quantum rope and you entangle them um it you you put a rate of spin on a particle or, or the entangled uh, p uh, particle. It's like a, an electric charge, something that both of these pairs of uh, particles have. Then you, you take these two entangled particles and separate them by a given distance. It could be like 100 miles. It could be 1,000 miles. And then one of the particles that were initially together and entangled is changed 
by like, I know, altering its spin or its electrical charge. And at the instant that you do that to one particle, the other particle miles away mirrors that change instantly, no matter how far they're separated. I'm not talking about like a little bit. They, they, they convey information and communicate fast, faster than light speed. We've measured it and we have no idea how they're doing it. Now, Einstein called this spooky action at a distance because he was like, how the fuck are they doing this? Move, and all this is poses a massive problem because the exchange of information can't be done quicker than the speed of light. Because nothing, in order to travel faster than the speed of light, you need to con- to accelerate an electron to the speed of light. You need all the energy that's in the entire universe. But yet these things are, st- are doing it, and we can measure it. It's it's insane. So it's like, how are they doing this? Are they communicating through a common source like? A computer server, or are they talking? Uh, maybe through another dimension. Are they? Com- they're, they're passing information quicker than we can, than the, our laws of physics permit, and we can measure it. What the fuck's going on there, Hannah? How's that happening? I don't know. Well, how can we can we communicate pretty? You know, at vast distances, pretty fast. Yes, we do. So, like, you know, if I send you a message and you're in, I'm in New York and you're in England, you can, you you. You, can, s- yeah. you can s- you see you see me typing it, and yeah. then you get my. As but soon as not, I press enter, you it's get not that the speed response. of light. It's not speed of light. There's if you like things like um, you've got hyper fast broadband connection cables that go underneath the ocean, and you, you can get that to almost. I mean, I don't know what the rates are, but you, you think about it like the distance it takes two seconds for light to get from the moon so when you talk to lads on the moon it takes two seconds to get your message up to them and two seconds to get your message back so it's four seconds for for a, for a reply. But the, but if you could do it with quantum entangled particles, it'd be instantaneous. There would be no two-second delay. So you could you could put one quantum entangled particle here in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy on Earth, and you could put the other one in Andromeda. Have and we, they w- have we done that? No, but how do we know? Because we we've measured the does distance. It it, you can't. What do you mean, does? You w- measured a distance over what speed? hundred miles. I think hundred like miles is nothing compared to the speed of. The, the distance between... Yeah, but if you know that light speed should take a, a four nanoseconds to travel 100 miles, and that's how fast light travels, and then these things are doing it quicker a- than that. Again, until they put a particle in the centre of the Milky Way and then <laughs> do it. Uh, it's one of those things. Like, I just... You're, you know, there's there's a but lot of... This like, is a measured a measured effect. They're, they're yeah. communicating... They're they measured it over 100 miles, which is nothing. But it's the, it doesn't matter even if they measured it over a centimetre. The speed of light would take a, dif- a, a specific time to travel that one centimetre, and they're doing it quicker. It's like a, it's like they're communicating. In, I mean, how are they even communicating? That's a, that's another question. Is, is this the computer little, system? They got little mobile phones. Is this is it com- the computer system that we live in rendering information? Are they communicating with each other via a server? Maybe. Who fucking knows? Maybe they're just the same thing. Maybe they are. That's the single electron universe. Maybe it's just one. Maybe they're just one. That's just like one gig and split up into lots and lots and lots of things. So, ev- so electrons are everywhere and nowhere, all at the same time. Do you believe we're in a simulation? Come on, what do you think? Um, is it fifty-fifty? Is yeah, it? Yeah, like I'm not. I'm undecided. I don't believe in it necessarily, but I don't. Also, don't rule out it as a possibility. I think what. Neil deGrasse said is like it's very likely probably oh so you, you said before you wouldn't know but now you're saying it's very likely uh, well it's yeah maybe like it's it's a lot it's it's likely but then again it's likely as other theories out there about the universe and how we form into existence and you know just 
Well, it, it just poses more questions. What's outside the simulation? But it doesn't change anything, even if it does. That's the thing. No, it doesn't. But it just poses more questions. Okay, you're living in a simulated reality. Or well, what's outside the simulation? And where did they come from? Did they make us? Do they know where their origins are from? Or were they simulated? Um, Who simulated them? In our lifetime, we'll never know. Are they physical beings? Do they have physical? Does does physical matter only exist in simulations? Are they some form of crazy light entity? Are they are they a computer program themselves? Well, are they using us? Yeah. Or are they just many, observing us? How many simulations are they in? Are we? Yeah. Are we? Could, you know, are are we just one of the many? We should be one of the infinite amount. Infinite if, if there's amount. one, if there's one simulation, there's an infinite amount of them. Surely. Yeah. So if there's one universe, there's an infinite amount. Yeah. So well, there you go. We've obviously got to the bottom of simulation theory. Yeah, we completely uh, figured that one out for you. So now you don't have to worry about that at all because we figured it out for you. Yeah, just a. Definitely. Yeah. It's a mind bender. that clever. Never going to get to the bottom of this. No, well, no, you can't. Not in our lifetime, anyway. Not in a, in a lot of. I don't think in any lifetime. Generations to go ahead of us, lifetime either. You need to invent artificial intelligence. And yeah, I think, it. It, and I think, yeah, and then then we'll probably that's probably like the press. And it'll turn around and go seventeen, and you go, "What's outside the simulation?" It'll go seventeen. Forty-two. You like, "What the <laughs> fuck does that mean?" What's the answer to the question? Seventeen. Well, isn't the forty-two the answer to everything? On Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah. 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 Right then, thanks for listening. Um, Peace out and we'll see you all next week. Toodles. (laughs)